Welcome to the Seeing Red Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Seeing Red Podcast. My name is Troy Moriello and I am your host bringing you up to date and up to speed on all things St. John's basketball. And to be totally honest, uh, if you're a follower of this podcast, you know we usually don't really do podcasts over the weekend. We mostly only do the uh, the midweek games, you know, these these reaction podcasts to those. Um, either way, I wasn't really expecting to, to do any sort of coverage to this game. Kind of figured that it wouldn't really be all that close. Kind of figured that one side would kind of run away with it and control the entire game. And kind of figured that uh, this wasn't going to be all that entertaining of a game. And I was kind of right. I was just incorrect with the side that would control this entire game and the side that would end up really with a relatively easy win uh, in the DePaul Blue Demons. DePaul takes down St. John's 88 to 83. DePaul upsets the Red Storm coming into this game 3 and 10 overall, 1 and 10 in the conference, just going absolutely nowhere and St. John's lets them come into their house and like I said control the entire game essentially from the opening tip uh, DePaul had what 50 something points in the paint really just got to the basket whenever they wanted scores 88 points a DePaul team that I think if you added up their last three games combined it barely reaches 88 points and I know that I'm exaggerating there but a DePaul team that it was just horrendous offensively defensively however you want to slice it maybe the worst team that DePaul has had in this new iteration of the Big East which is certainly saying a lot because DePaul has had some truly truly terrible teams over the past decade plus they come into Karnasek Arena facing a St. John's team that, as we all know, was absolutely rolling, was coming off a big win over Xavier on Tuesday night, and was probably looking ahead to a big showdown with Villanova the following Tuesday, a Villanova team that they had beaten once before. Certainly feels like a look-ahead game for St. John's, but this was a St. John's team that absolutely needed this game not to help their bubble standing whatsoever. You know, we all knew this was a game that you win this game, you get absolutely no credit for it. You won't move up on anyone's bracketology. You know, you won't jump into the tournament, you know, on anyone's bracketology or any bracketologist, you know, picking you to move up by beating DePaul. DePaul's a team that you were a double-digit favorite against. A quad four game. I don't even know what quad it was. Three or four. Probably four, though. DePaul, one of the worst power six teams in the country. country. And it was just a game that you could not lose. And St. John's, I don't want to say came out flat, because I don't think that it was an effort. I don't think that the effort was in question tonight. I think that the defense was just pathetic. I think that DePaul just said from the opening tip, we're going to go to the basket. We're going to attack the basket, and St. John's, from the opening tip to the final buzzer, did absolutely nothing to stop DePaul from doing that. Like I said, I don't have the official numbers. I'm just looking at the ESPN box score. I know that DePaul had 50-plus points in the paint. They only shot eight three-pointers in this game, and they made four of them. Uh, Charlie Moore off the bench just absolutely dominated Posh Alexander and Rasheem Dunn, who had not only the worst game, I think, of his St. John's career, but 
one of the worst games I have seen a St. John's player play in the past, you know, since I've been watching the team, to be honest. And that says a lot because I sat through one of the worst eras of St. John's basketball in the Chris Mullen era. He did score seven points, went one of ten from the field, and had six turnovers in this game. Uh, if you're going to you know, pick whoever played the worst for St. John's tonight, the LVP, I guess, it was unfortunately Rasheem Dunn, who it's a, it's a shame because Rasheem has played well getting them to this point and ends up kind of letting them down, uh, not when they needed him most, but when they just needed to play an okay game. And I think that's kind of the theme of my feelings, at least towards this game. You know, you played so well since January 16th, since you fell at home against Marquette, a pretty bad Marquette team on that buzzer beater by Julian Champagny. The last month and four days, you've played just about as good as basketball as anyone in the country. You know, you've been on your game. You lost one game in overtime where if you inbound a ball correctly, you probably win that game as well, and you would have gone a full month without losing a game. To kind of throw it all away, basically. In a game, like I said, that you didn't need to be amazing in this game. You didn't, you know, need to be great in this game, you know, like Villanova. You just had to be average. You know, you just had to play average in this game. And DePaul, I don't think, had enough talent and I don't think had enough playmakers, frankly, to keep up with you, even with Charlie Moore on the court. You know, you just needed to play average. And I think you would have won this game, you know, even by 5 to 10 points. You saw it in that first half. St. John's played poorly, I would say, in the first half and was down by 1. Then the second half came and I I don't know what type of basketball St. John's is playing. In the second half, it certainly wasn't the 40 minutes of hell, or 20 minutes of hell, I guess, in the second half. And it certainly wasn't anything near good or great or acceptable or average or, or anything. It was a disaster. You know, falling behind by 15 to this DePaul team. And then the icing on the cake there is in the final, what, four or five minutes or so, having multiple opportunities, getting this down to a six-point game. I think a four-point game at one point, maybe even. I don't even know if it got that low, but certainly getting it down to six there in the final couple of of minutes and obviously ending it in a a five-point game. You know, having a few shots and still not being able to execute and still letting this DePaul team that, like, I I can't stress enough how bad this DePaul team is. And I think we all know that listening to to this show, how bad this DePaul team is letting them close a game out on you. And why? It was because you could not stop them from going into the paint. Layup after layup after layup after layup after layup after layup. And what did St. John's do on the other end? Three-point shot after three-point shot after three-point shot after three-point shot after three-point shot. The defining, I think, moment of this game was down by, I believe, seven or maybe even six. Julian Champagny missed three-pointer. Posh Alexander missed three-pointer. Dylan Adaiwusu missed three-pointer all on one possession. Miss, miss, miss. 
They had been, I don't want to say too reliant on the three ball all season long, but that's not their game. And when it wasn't falling tonight, I know that they made 12 of them, but to shoot 33 three-pointers in a game is not going to win a game for you if you're St. John's. It's just not going to get it done. But like I said, you know, as a fan base, as a a coaching staff, as a team especially, to play the kind of basketball that you played since January 16th and then to essentially flush it all down the toilet and just watch it all fall away now, it's a shame. You know, it's a shame because it was was one game and it's gone. And it wasn't a game against... Xavier. It wasn't a game against Creighton. It wasn't a game against UConn. It wasn't even a game against Marquette or Butler or even Georgetown, I'd give you. It was DePaul. Of all the teams to, to, to lose your essentially lose your season to, it's DePaul. I mean, that just... You know, it's a couple hours after the game now, and I still can't get over that. I really can't. Everything out there in front of you. Win this game. Figure out a way to to take two out of your final three. Even maybe one out of your final three. And you're likely going to the NCAA tournament. It was that easy. But you couldn't look look ahead to Paul. And I I don't even know if this was a look ahead game. I know Anderson said they weren't really ready to play this game, sure. I don't think that this was an effort thing. I think that they were just somehow overmatched in this game. By Dave Leto and DePaul. And it's a shame. It, it, and it's it feels like typical St. John's. And we're all going to say typical St. John's. And I don't think that this is a typical St. John's team. Because they've, they've done enough this season to tell me that they're not. But just what a, a sour, sour end. Or, you know, proverbial end to your season losing a game like this and, and you know as a fan base we we just had it a little too good i think i think we really did i think we had we were enjoying things a little bit too much we were winning the games that we were supposed to win a little too much we were due for a game like this for just a, a soul stealing home loss to DePaul on a saturday night in a game where you were preempted by a NASCAR minor league race. I mean, that just, if that doesn't sum up St. John's, then I don't know what is what does. I really don't. Uh, it just, it, it sucks. And there's a lot that you can criticize about this game. Like I said, Rasheem Dunn, again, has played well to get them to this point, but just played in a terrible game tonight. So poor. Why... Dylan Adai Wusu and, and Greg Williams, I know he was dealing with the backer injury, and Vince Cole were not seeing more minutes, and why Mike continued to stick with Rasheem Dunn over and over again as Dunn turned it over, over and over again, and missed shot two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine over and over again. And as Dunn went one on three on a fast break and got his shot blocked by a guy that I had never even heard of before, and that guy is then mean mugging you on DePaul. And deservedly so. You know, a big momentum swing there. Why is Dunn still in the game after that? I just... It's too much for me to understand. For me to comprehend. You know, but if they weren't ready to play, then that's on the coaching staff. 
it wasn't like this was a a you know one day turnaround. You had three three days to get ready for this game. Inexcusable on so many levels. You know, and you you have to understand too, obviously. And and I was going back and forth with people like on this about this on Twitter. This team is a year ahead. I I think we're we're all understanding that. You know, I I think that obviously now the expectations for next year get raised, sure. But I think heading into this season, the expectations were let's play in the NIT, and then heading into the following season, Mike's third season, let's make you know the NCAA tournament. So we were essentially a full year ahead of schedule. There's no denying that. And it's perfectly fine to acknowledge that while also being pissed off that you threw it away, essentially, against DePaul of all teams. I, I have no, you know, two, but two things can be true at once. You can be very happy with how this season has gone and very proud of the things you've done this season, again, a year ahead of schedule. While also being pissed off and like, like someone said on Twitter, being great, greedy. You know, feeling like you wanted the tournament this year and feeling like you really just had to win, you know, two games that you were supposed to win against DePaul and against Providence and then find another win. And, you, and you'd and you probably have a real legitimate shot at the NCAA tournament. Two things can be true at once. And, and I think that's never, you know, been more accurate here. But it's it's just a, it's a, it's a shame to... To lose against DePaul, yeah, I'm just going to say it over and over again in, in, in this fashion, in a game where you just felt helpless. I mean, I know DePaul shot 34 of 54 from the field, man. 63% from the field. That's outrageous. They shot eight three-pointers. I mean, it's just... I would love to. I bet you can count on one hand the amount of defensive stops that St. John's made in the second half. It's incredible. Just, just truly, truly incredible to lose in that manner to DePaul. And, you know, I, I don't think all hope is lost. The season is not officially dead. You know, it's on its deathbed, though. You know, it, it's, it's on life support right now. And... I think the only outside of a run in the Big East tournament, you know, assuming that they don't go on a run in the Big East tournament, which is absolutely possible, sure, but you're not going to be able to play like you did tonight and make a run in the Big East tournament. But outside of that, I just, you got to win out now. You got to beat Villanova again. Then you got to beat Providence again. And then you got to figure out a way to beat Seton Hall. I think that's the, you know, with this loss, this is such a, a damaging loss. You know, this isn't Butler on the road. This is, like I, I said at the top, a, a brutal DePaul team. A terrible DePaul team. That is just terrible by every metric that you look at. That you're going to have to overcome. And I think the only way to overcome that now is getting a season sweep of Villanova, beating Providence, beating Seton Hall. And then you'd still probably need to win an NCAA or a Big East tournament game at that point, man. Had a chance to reach fourth in the Big East, be a game out of third, and just straight down the toilet. It's it sucks. It, I you know I'm at a 
really at a loss for words with that one. Like I said, it's a, a, a few hours after the game, and I'm, I'm still not happy <laughs> it's that 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 one's gonna stick with with me a lot of you know fan base these players i'm sure for for a long time to just to just kind of throw all that down the drain now another thing that and that i'll say before i go at this point why not schedule a bubble team for next weekend on saturday or sunday you know, why not? At this, You need it now at this point. You need to win as many games as you can to now make up for this damaging loss. So schedule Notre Dame if they want or schedule, you know, a mid-major bubble team if you want. You know, one of those teams from the A-10 if they have one of their schedules matches up or something like that. Bring one of them in. Go to go to go on the road to play one of them. At the, I mean, at this point, you, I think you have to at this point. Just to try to make up for this game, you know? Especially if you lose to Villanova. But if, you know, even if you beat Villanova, I think at, at this point, you know, you've, you've got to get another game on your schedule to try to boost your resume any way that you can. You know, obviously you have two more chances, I think, at quality wins against Villanova and against uh, Seton Hall before going into the Big East Tournament. But again, I, I, you know, outside of winning all three of your final games regular season... I don't know what more you could do. You know, I, I, I mean, one more loss and you're done, I th- in my opinion. So, uh, you know, it can't hurt to schedule a bubble team and just go from there, I think. But, all right, I, I mean, I don't, I, like I said, I wasn't planning on doing a show, so I don't, I don't have a guest schedule, scheduled or anything like that. That was just my thoughts on this terrible, terrible loss, 88 to 83. Things were going too well. Things were going a little too well. You know, we were a little too happy. Like I said, we were we were winning the games that we were supposed to win just just a little too much, I think. And you know, this was this was the uh, the universe reminding us that we're still St. John's, and you know, no matter how much things change, they still you know stay the same. And obviously, you know, still on the right track. You know, this this team is still done so much to impress me and everyone else in this fan base in this in this type of season with the run that they've gone on coming out of absolutely nowhere you know to even be on the bubble is is fantastic you know to even be able to get pissed off over a terrible home loss to the Paul at the end of February and have it actually mean something you know outside of just embarrassment um is not lost on me you know it's 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 cool to be in this spot but obviously it also makes the losses sting a little bit more like they do uh against DePaul. but that's that's that uh i guess next time i won't i won't overlook an opponent and uh hopefully st john's learns this lesson as well and hopefully this is a a, a learning block for them now to hopefully finish this season strong finish you know at worst two and one hopefully three and oh hopefully get another game on that schedule next weekend and try to stack up as many wins as you possibly can you know and 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 not fall into a free fall where you know you lose you know two or three in a row now to end the season so all right uh we'll we'll do a villanova recap on on tuesday night hopefully that one's a little more happy and hopefully that's after uh they beat villanova for a second time but thank you for listening if I don't know how you would have made it through these 20 minutes uh, other than, you know, you're a glutton for punishment. 
I don't know why you'd want to relive that game, but if, if you did, thank you. Um, like I said, we'll be back on Tuesday. As always, let's go Johnny's.